，各尽其责以保护彼此，让我们得以应对这场疫情。请继续坚持以被证明有效的举措，来更好保护自己不受 COVID-19 及其变种的侵害。比如，在公共室内场所佩戴口罩，旅行以聚会前后接受检测。如果觉得生病了，就待在家中。请访问 myton.ca.gov 来查找您附近的疫苗或加强剂，由 The California Department of Public Health 为您提供Podcast. This is your host Josh Keeley. With me, as always, co-host Donovan James. And today we have a very special guest: Georgia Tech legend, former San Francisco 49er DeAndre Smelter. DeAndre, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, just enjoying this time right now.、Uh, you know, happy to be on here. Well, we appreciate you coming on, dude. It's it's very exciting. You had a hell of a career at Georgia Tech. You know, it's it's not very often you could talk to someone who came from a triple option offense that dominated the wide receiver position. Matter of fact, that year you guys had two good wide receivers, you and、uh, Darren Waller. So it's pretty pretty crazy, honestly. Oh yeah, that's right. Dewall's、uh, definitely doing great. You know, out there in Las Vegas now.、Uh, love seeing him.、Uh, you know, dominate.、Uh, you know, so that's great. Like you said, triple option. Not too many of us come up out of that. So no, no, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I was、uh, Donovan messaged me yesterday, and we were talking about you, and I kind of dove in, tried to remember that season a bit, and it's just crazy what you guys accomplished. Shaq Mason's also has has had a hell of a career. Was also drafted fairly high in that draft.、Uh, but before we dive into that stuff and talk about your career and what you got going on,、uh, Donovan, how you doing, man? I know you were in the hospital last <laughs> night. Everything okay? Yeah, man, I'm good.、Um... Crazy past twenty four hours, man. That's all I can say. I'm I'm blessed, happy to be still talking to DeAndre and and yourself, Josh, and to people that listen.、Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I just、uh, I mean I was I have chronic kidney disease. Everybody knows that that that's like knows me pretty much. But、uh, I just had some kind of complications with it last night. I was very dehydrated.、Uh, I wasn't. I was just watching basketball, bro, at home watching the Clippers game like、um, most people, and then I kind of just. Blacked out. I feel like, like all of a sudden, like my brain blacked out, and I almost like actually passed out.、I、had to go to the ER a little bit. Just it's crazy. Yeah, I want to go into detail and talk all about that. It's it's not. It wasn't fun, honestly. But and I'm still kind of recovering from it. So DeAndre, sorry if I sound a little like monotone. <laughs> I just got to the hospital like not too long ago. No, no, but it's cool. I'm glad just, you're okay. Yeah, a lot of IVs, insulin, all that stuff. Um, so just gotta take care of myself. You know, wealth is uh. Our health as well, as they say. So we gotta take care of ourselves. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm just happy DeAndre's on the show, man. By the way, he's a Tattano Square Academy legend too, man. I,、uh, I know you're talking about your hometown, Macon, Georgia. So because、uh, it wasn't just on the gridiron, man. This dude was probably one of the best baseball players. I probably, I, I mean, he's one of the best baseball players I've seen, honestly. I would say so in person. Yeah, man. So. <laughs> We'll talk about all that stuff, though, man. But thank you. I appreciate you looking out for me, man. Josh, always like still trying to recover, but I'm feeling all right, man. I'm here. Got my water. I, I'm drinking hell of water right now, so I won't say. Well, so I'm glad you're feeling better, buddy.、Uh, you know,、yeah. 
let's let's talk about well, let's talk about DeAndre. DeAndre, you're on the show, man. It's great to have you. I know you're doing a lot of stuff for your community. You got a lot of stuff going on right now. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to have the show. Usually we record on Sundays, but we wanted to have you on the show now so we could try to pump this out as quickly as possible because you have a camp coming up. Could you talk about a little bit what you're doing um, post-career, you know, about your camp and about your site and all everything you got going on in your life? Right. So, uh, you know, uh, we have, we're having uh, the second annual 478 football camp here. Uh, we had the first one in two, uh, 2019. We, of course, couldn't have it in 2020. So we got to go to heaven in, uh, this year for 2021. And excited, man, you know, uh, really the, the, the whole purpose of the camp is to bring kids from both sides of the city, you know, together and have them interacting together and uh, more of a community feel to, to the camp, not necessarily uh, just football. It's a little bit bigger than football. It's more about a community. Uh, you know, the camp is a camp, but it's more like a cookout feel. We got, you know, food on the grill. We got music playing. We got parents interacting around the track etc so uh, it's a it's a whole it's a whole different vibe so um that's what we go for with the camps and that's what we'll continue to do and try to have them every year that's awesome man i, I really love talking to for, talking to players and former players about what they do in the community you know I, i'm i'm in columbus and a lot of the high stake guys they hang around and try to do youth camps and you know donate money to the, you know the high schools they come from and stuff like that but what what got you what made you want to take the leap into helping out your community? What was the thing that clicked in your mind? Like, I want to, I want to give back now. Um, so I don't think it's something that's clicked in my mind. My community has kind of always been on my brain. Uh, you can go back and look at my old Instagram posts. Like, I, I still got captions that say 478. You know what I'm saying? So it's always been, even since I was in college and even since professionally, I've always wanted to find ways to, you know, just continue to give back to my community because I just know how important it is. You know, if it wasn't for uh, some people in my community taking the time with me and really, you know, uh, telling me what I could do and helping helping me hone my skills, like mentally, physically, and all of that, uh, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am today. So I know how important that is to give all that back, especially at camp for free. Uh, you know, I want to just have all these kids out there having a good time and you know, free of charge and just give them free game. That's awesome, man. Do you want to give out the website and the, the you know how how to sign up and all that information? Is there any way people can maybe donate money to your cause or? Well, that's right. So if you if you go to my uh, my Instagram, so it's busy underscore dre four seven eight, and uh, I have the link actually in my bio, so you can go in there, click and register as well. And the flyer is on all of our social platforms. So uh, you know if you guys go in there and click on that link and just shoot us an email, uh, we can do the senior flyer. You can click directly on the link and just sign up. That's awesome. And for anybody that's interested, we are going to have uh, his Twitter handle. Um, on We're going to have DeAndre's Twitter handle on the USA Today website, the Browns Wire website, the, the, the YouTube channel. So you can get there and get go to his uh, – his profile, get the link there. But we, like I said, I, I think it's great, man, that, you know, you're getting, you're getting involved with your community. You know, you're not just focusing on football. It's the community as a whole. Uh, Donovan said it about also about how you were a great, not only were you a great football player, but you were also a great baseball player. You actually got drafted um, into the MLB. And if it wasn't due to a shoulder injury, you likely would still be playing baseball. Is that, is that right? Or am I, do I get some of the facts messed up? Uh, no, that's correct. You know, uh, when I went to GT, I suffered a, a, a series of shoulder injuries that, you know, uh, cut down on my velocity a lot, uh, which actually led to one of the reasons what led to me switching over to football while I was at Tech. So, uh, yeah, nagging, nagging shoulder injuries, uh, just everything kind of combined with that. So when you went, when you decided to make the move to football and you had that, that conversation, 
if it wasn't for that injury, would you have played quarterback or were you always going to play wide receiver due to your size and speed? So I actually tried – so I got recruited to play safety in college out of high school. So that was my first position. So when I went to uh, when I went to Coach Johnson's office, I asked him, like, hey, you know, I want to play on the team. Can I play safety? And he was like, well, you know, if you if your best bet on the field is probably at receiver, you know, if I want to come on there and, uh, and make an impact. So I said, okay, like, I didn't really – I don't feel like I had wiggle room to be like, no, I'm playing safety. So I just want to – you know, I just want to start on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so um, – so he's like a receiver. So I was like, okay, but he didn't even tell me that. Uh, he didn't even tell me like I had a spot right there. He was just like, okay, like we'll get back to you. <laughs> so Damn, like, right. really? <laughs> right. So uh, I think I heard maybe I think he announced it like on Twitter, uh, maybe a couple of days after that. And I got a couple of texts from some of my guys on the team telling me like, congratulations, like ready to go. Because I, I mean, even though I wasn't playing baseball, I was still close to some of the guys on the football team too. So, it so was, it was kind of a crazy story. Was yeah, was he was he a chill guy or was he just was he like like kind of like when you asked him and had the conversation with you was he kind of like putting you off or could you tell or like how how was his attitude about it? Uh, so he, he wasn't putting me off. If you know PJ, you know he he'll cut it to you straight, and, and that's what I like about him. You know, so uh, he was just telling me what it was. You know, he didn't have many didn't have many scholarships open. I'm a guy that hadn't played football since my junior year of high school. You know, so. Um, you know, of course, he recruited me and stuff and while he was there. But, you know, he just he was just being straight up like, hey, we don't have much open. If something comes open, we'll try to help you out. But, you know, so. DeAndre, did you ever think about walking on the basketball team, too? Because you played <laughs> basketball in high school, too. You could hoop, too, I know. Hey, I, I did play basketball in high school. Basketball was kind of like my fun sport in high school, kind of like my release, kind of yeah. two serious sports. But You never um, thought about walking on? Uh, I, I, I wish I would have tried. Uh, I got mistaken for a basketball player a couple of times on campus, so maybe I should have tried. That's that's funny. So, so it's obviously today's with with the transfer rules. Guys are transferring willy nilly with with very little pushback, not even sitting down a year. And you had a very accomplished career in, at Georgia Tech. You know, if you left, you were all ACC when you left. You know, you guys were in a, in a, it was a, you guys beat Mississippi, beat the breaks off of Mississippi State in the BCS Bowl. Very, 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 very accomplished career. I don't. I'm not taking anything away from that. But we did talk about how. It was a triple option offense. So, I mean, w- was there any thought in your mind, like, man, if I'm gonna play football, I want to go somewhere where I'm gonna I'm gonna get the ball? But, you know, what, what was your thought process there? Did that even come across, or do you think you would end up somewhere different today? Right. I think it's just a I think it's just a mindset thing, you know. So, I'm a, I was a guy coming uh, from not having played football my junior year to playing baseball. So, being out of the game for four years and then going right back to the gridiron. So, the way I was looking at it is, hey, I don't have I don't, I don't have much room to, you know, work with. I went in there just saying, hey, I really want to enjoy, I really want to enjoy my last couple of years of college, and I think that would be really good playing football. So, uh, I didn't go in there with the mindset of, oh, I need to go somewhere where I can get the ball. I went in there with the mindset of, hey, I'm gonna go in there and find a spot on the field, you know. Wow. So, yeah, this is a. That's just how that's just how I went about things. Uh, that's not thinking too far ahead. Just trying to kind of stay in the moment and just, I don't know, just. Tag it day by day, and it and it worked out. It worked it worked out perfectly for you, man. I mean, at what point did you know that playing in the NFL was a reality? So, towards the end of my first year, uh, really? towards the end of my first year, I heard people maybe kind of around you know the school talking about it a little bit. But 
I still knew that I had so much more <laughs> room to improve, even like listen to what they were saying, you know. So I really went into that that next year with the mentality of, hey, if I really want to do this, uh, I really need to, you know, go in 100%. And then, I don't know if you know, but that last year, that's actually started out my fourth year because uh, I wanted to finish out baseball all my four years. But that's when I just made the executive decision to just switch all and go all in football that last year. Wow, I didn't. I did not know that. that. That's that's crazy. And like, like it obviously it paid off. You know, um, what before I get into like the the pre draft process and all that, I want to ask you one quick question. Mm-hmm. What is your fit? What was your favorite moment of your college career? What play or or moment sticks out in your mind of, damn, I dominated, or damn, that was a good that was a good feeling. So I would say uh, it's hard to pick one. It's hard to pick one. Um. But it, I would say it's two moments that really stuck out to me in college. And my first one would be uh, my first year when we played Pitt, when I made the catch on, like, third and 17. And and that was a big catch for us because, uh, one, it was kind of like my – like, everybody was kind of like, okay, like, that's who he is. And then, uh, two, we it made us bowl eligible. So we was getting a bowl check that year. <laughs> and then so – Big time. And then two – Two is uh probably Clemson. My second year is because they just whooped our ass the first year. <laughs> we were up in Death Valley, you know. They just dominated us, and so I really wanted that game on our schedule the next year. So we ended up getting that W. So that game as a whole, I think I ended up getting ACC Player of the Week. But that's it. That was that's cool. Who, do you remember who was covering you on Clemson's side? What, what corners did they have on you? Do you remember? Uh, I think Mackenzie Alexander. Whoa, really? I knew it was a. I mean, I knew it was an NFL guy. Yeah, I knew yeah. whoever you whoever you balled against was probably the NFL, right? Now. Yeah, I think, a, I think he might have been a freshman that year. I can't remember, but okay. it was like my first second year. So. He was a big recruit, though. I was pretty much yeah. freshman too. <laughs> you you know it's it's funny too. I, I was you know trying to flip back and, and throwing on some highlight tapes and going back and try to you know try to get the memories jogged a little bit. And uh, you know it, you had a lot of clutch receptions like it felt like on third downs you were the guy or like it would be 17 there was like, i think it was like against north carolina where there was like 17 seconds left and you were the one that scored the touchdown so you know you don't really see it again i keep harping on the triple option offense but it felt like if it was third and five or third and six they were like okay we gotta get deandre the ball which i, I thought was kind of funny because yeah, that's why i asked you what what your favorite moment was because i mean i feel like there were five or six plays or situations where you kind of put the team on your back more or less if that makes sense right uh so even going going back to that that pit uh the pit catch so coach actually called timeout before that i think we i think we i think we got two penalties in a row that backed us up to like third and third and whatever you know triple option third and long is no no good (laughs) (laughs) no good at all so uh third and seventeen, coach coach calls the huddle and he's like, Hey, he's like, uh he's like, Can you run a post corner? I'm like, Coach, we've never even we've never even practiced a post corner <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know, first year out there, but it was cool. He was like, Can you make a play? I was like, Yeah, you know, throw it up and I'll make it and it just happened. It's kinda happened like one of those like movie kinda one of those movie scenes. But I don't know. I, I guess ever since then, like on in my career, coaches felt comfortable uh throwing me the ball. So that's wild. He just drew the play in the sand, basically. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, man. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, 
I don't want. I, like I said, I don't want to keep harping on it. It's just it's it's very. It's, we talk to a, we talk to a, a lot of players, and, and you know they come from specific situations. We talk about you know you know pass happy quarterbacks and yada yada yada. And you it, it it is. Let's be realistic. It is a hurdle that you had to overcome. You and Darren Waller both. You know, and you just don't you don't see it very often. So it is. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, but I'll, I'll stop harping on that for now. I kind of yeah. wanted to dive in. Now that we're we're a Cleveland Browns podcast, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what it was like in training camp, what that draft process was. Obviously, you were a fourth-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers. Probably would have been a higher uh, draft pick if not for an injury against Georgia. It was ACL? Right, yep, ACL. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, needs, that needs to be said. But obviously, you know, you still had to go through all that. And what, what, what is it like being a rookie arriving – at an NFL training camp, what 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 should we be paying attention to? What are the attitudes, the confidence levels? What's going on? Uh, I think it's just around training camp. It's just like a lot of unsure energy, you know. I get. I think it's just new. It's just a whole new process. You're around a bunch of a group a group of guys. I mean, for me, uh, I was more plugged into the baseball world growing up and knowing everybody in that circuit, other than a, a football circuit. So uh, everybody to me was pretty much new. Uh, but just rookie rookie camp in general, uh, camp in general, it's a <laughs> it's just a process. It's it's unlike anything. Uh, of course, like at the highest level you get, it's gonna be intense. But uh, I mean, that's the fun part. I mean, competing with guys who you know who go out there every day and, and really do it. Did uh did anybody did anybody try you up like the first week? I know somebody on on defense had to try you up, right? Well, so <laughs> my first year I was out rehabbing my whole year. Uh, with the ACL, um, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, not you, really. You didn't get yeah, hazed like, or anything. What's up? You didn't get hazed. You don't have to drop names. <laughs> oh, you don't no, have to drop. No, you don't no, have to no, drop no, names. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't any crazy. No. No crazy hazing going on. I know we had like a a rookie talent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, you know. <laughs> uh, I think I got the weasel out of it by being like the DJ or something like that, by just oh. making sure it was entertaining, but. Yeah, but that's nothing crazy. That's a good move. Be the DJ for the talent. I've always heard about the talent shows. They they usually I feel like the higher the draft pick, they make him do like crazy stuff too. Like I saw Justin Herbert talking about how they made him sing a bunch of like '90s boy band songs or something. He looks like he would sing those songs either way. Yeah, he he looks like a boy band member. Yeah, he does. Hey, that embarrass you. If you're in the first, you know, first and second round, you'll go out and play a hefty, uh, hefty dinner. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I've heard about those too, man. A lot of those. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to obviously, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Donovan and I have never been in the NFL, so we're. (laughs) But from the outside looking, Josh Josh played college ball. At least he got it. Not at Georgia Tech. Not at. No, we're you know when you you remember that when you played was it Wolford your senior year and you guys beat him like seventy five to nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. that. We I played at Valpo. That's that. That's the comparison. <laughs> we were the we were the we were the Czech school, just looking for the Czech, getting their ass beaten, going home. But, <laughs> but uh, so obviously we we get all these reports and stuff like, oh hey, Justin Fields looks good. Tua's throwing five interceptions. Uh, you know what? Who, who, who was it? Jamar Chase had a, a really ugly drop that has made the highlight reels on Twitter. Should we be putting stock in that, or is it just not? Is it not a big deal? I would I wouldn't say it's a big deal. Uh, I mean, we watch we watch film where Julio Jones is dropping passes. You know what I'm saying? You never see that. 
you know, yeah. you, you, you just never see that. Um, especially, you know, that's what I'm saying. You give guys a chance to get acclimated and, and things like that, and it becomes second nature. That's kind of what I meant by, like, the, the unsure part, you know what I'm saying? You got two goals out there, five picks. You got your, you know, your uh, high prospect out there dropping balls. It's, 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 a, it's a process. Now, if they continue to do it, <laughs> it, it might yeah. be a problem. But, you know, I would say just let them, let them get all those out. That's what rookie mini camps for. That's what camp is for, you know, getting prepped for that season. Yeah, that's it. I just find it, I find it very interesting. As what, as, as a, I'm going to refer to as a wide receiver expert, right? So, what if I'm scouting wide receivers or if I'm looking for the next wide receiver to be the big thing, what, what am I looking for? What's, what's a key trait that maybe not a lot of, obviously, it's really easy to be like, oh, that guy's 6'2, runs a 4'5. That guy should be good. But what's something that I wouldn't be able to, maybe I overlook? Uh, so, I mean, everybody can see, I feel like right now everybody can see, like they can, maybe not everybody, but you can tell if somebody's a good athlete or not, you can tell if they can catch, run, got good hips, feet, hands. Um, but really a lot of what separates it is up here, you know? So I mean, if you're talking to a guy that's got good hands and good feet and, and all the intangibles, and you're talking to somebody who's got all the intangibles up here, um, then I feel like those are two completely different things. So a lot of stuff what you can't see, you know, with your eyes and your hands and all that is good. But when it comes to, you know, up here knowing the playbook, knowing your splits, knowing your routes, knowing the depths of your routes, knowing the coverages, uh, that is uh, that's the thing that people can't see, that if a receiver, especially early on, has that, uh, it can slow the game down a lot for them. Interesting. Okay. Let, me, let me ask uh... – I gotta ask this, Josh, because we think we had a debate about it a few months ago, maybe. Uh, I'm sure. Top, yeah, your top five receivers in the NFL right now. You got a top five you can give us? Like you don't have to do it in order, just like five five dudes. You, know, you really like think of that's a the good. Best. That's a good question. Because we are me and Josh's list. Like we had some of the same guys, but we just had different different numbers rated on them. But I won't. I won't put you on the spot. You know. Like I'll put you on the spot as far as five guys. Right. Not in how, about, order. <laughs> how about this? How about this? Can you tell can you tell me can you tell me you guys is top five? And I will see if I if if I can agree with you. All right. My I had Adams at one. Okay. I had I had Tyreek at two. And that was a controversial everybody. Oh, said. that's right. I didn't yeah. I, I was I was I was trying to bend down to find my list. Yeah. This was like we had this conversation had, a long time ago, but you're right. I didn't have Tyreek in my top five. That's that wild, was the man. that was the that <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had yeah I had Adams Tyree D Hop at three and then uh let me see who else I had go ahead Josh I mean let me find the rest of my my I, list I'm I'm trying to find I, I had Dev- I think I had Devonte DeAndre Stephon Diggs I had yeah I had Diggs well, I, did I did I have DK Metcalf and uh, Michael Thomas in there. No, you said. That, I thought you said Michael Thomas was honorable mention. Was he? We, I like Mike Thomas, man. He gets a bad rap, but I know they call him Slant Boy or whatever. But hey, man, it's not a lot of dudes doing. It. I want to see what he does this year without. I might, I might have Julio in there instead of Michael Thomas. Julio, I can't. I can't remember. Make anybody's top five. No, Julio. I, he had to have. He it's had, a lot. He had, it's so. It's, Odell, oh, hey, we got to talk about Odell on the Browns wire too, because I mean, you said I think, Odell, I, think you said I had Odell, Odell in my top five. Yeah, you said you said Odell. Yeah, if he's healthy, he's in the top five. Which I mean, 
Yeah, because I think I, I don't think I had DK and I don't I don't think I had Diggs in there. I think I had OBJ and Julio in there. It's hard. The bit the we we kind oh, of I, agree. I had we, I had a, sorry I had I had, I had Diggs and Evans Mike Evans that's what I had Mike Evans I had yeah. I had I had Julio right there and then uh, AJ DK and like all those dudes really like there's a bunch of I, I, Cooper Cup is the most underrated receiver in the NFL by the way Cooper Cup is nasty. So so I've, I've, I've receiver, heard I've every every receiver, receiver every receiver I talked to that played college or NFL always says Cooper Cup's the most underrated receiver. And I start I was like I don't really think he is, but I started looking at him and I was like he really is underrated. He's gonna show out this year though because he, he, he's got he's got great routes and uh, his like, route running. I like Keenan Allen too. Yeah, oh, yeah. My, my, yeah. My, my my cousin's big on Keenan Allen Darius. Right. He's, he says he's, he they went to Cal too. They both went to Cal, but whatever. But he's still Keenan. Keenan's route running is great. I, I I hate leaving him out of the top ten, but I mean it's, I like it's a, of, it's a lot of receivers, man. That's why I yeah. That's why I wanted enough with Charles was talking about. Well, I, I Debo I think, man, is going to break out this year. Speaking of 49ers, I think he'll break out this year. and Have a pretty big year. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's great route runner too. I think that yeah, we man. like that, that. That's the problem is that like we're kind of like. Like okay, there's probably you could have you could have arguably ten guys in your top five, you know, top five or whatever, you know, in that in that upper echelon. But the big disagreement was Tyreek Hill, and I am interested to hear your take on that because I don't view him as a top five or even a top ten wide receiver in the NFL because he's, he's very good. <laughs> I, I think he does. I think he does. When you when you talk about guys like uh, Devonte Adams, and you look at the scope of his entire career and what he's done. He does a variety of things, and he does them all really well. He can be a possession receiver. He can be a deep receiver. You know, uh, I'm try- DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he maybe he lacks the deep speed, but he makes up for it with his his leaping ability and his physicality, and right? So, right. yeah. So, so he even though that may be something he's lacking, and he makes up for it in another aspect. Tyree Kill, we don't really see that. He's he's a burner, right? That's what he does, and the offense allows him to do. To just be the burner, I don't think the offense relies on him to do to necessarily do other things. If that makes sense, that's why it's a, it, it, it. We had an argument earlier last year about the uh, was it, it was a DJ Mark Curtis Samuel who was the was I can't remember if it was you Donovan or who, who we had someone on the podcast, but I I said I think Curtis Samuel is probably the better receiver than DJ Moore because I view DJ Moore as kind of the same kind of player where he was really good at uh, one thing. I like Curtis better and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, yeah, we were arguing. But see, I think else. I think Tyreek is so good at what he does. Like he's one of the top. Five. I didn't say Deep. he wasn't, but, but if it's he's like with, he, I think I think it makes up for like some of the stuff that he doesn't do or they don't ask him to do because they don't really ask him to do that. They got Travis Kelsey to go over the middle, and they got Miko. They got. Uh, but if he's with got the, Demarcus, uh, who's also from the four seven eight, by the way, yeah, shout but, out Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> I had to mention that. But yeah, um, I, I just Tyreek is. I mean, Randy he, Moss obviously deep ball, but like he's up there with. No, no, here, but here, I okay. If you take, if you take, the, if you take <laughs> Devontae Adams and you put him on the Jaguars, he's still a Pro Bowl wide receiver. I think if you take Tyreek Hill and you put him on the Jaguars, he's Pro Bowl. I don't think so. I, I think he kind of fades into the into black, kind of. Well, that's you, think, you think he you think he benefits more from the Chiefs' offense more than anything? I, I think he put the pieces around it. Yeah, I think he benefits more than guys like Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. Does that, yeah, that, that's that's a good way of saying, yeah, of summing it up, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I could see that. But at the end of the day, I mean, just the way I think, it would be speculate. It, we've always seen him 
you know, with the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and being around in that system, and and like you said, he's he's got the he's got the speed. He's got world class speed. Yes. Not a lot of guys have. No. <laughs> Which, if you know how to, if you can work to your strengths and you can do one thing well, you know your strengths, then you can be dominant. And that's the thing. Uh, he's blessed to be in. I think he's blessed to be in a a solid position, a good organization that's got a, a good plan for him and a good plan moving forward. So, uh, Devontae Adams is you could put him you could put him anywhere and he he would thrive. Um, I, so I can well, see size, man. I can. I can't see. Hmm. Where would you put Odell in the in the mix? If you, and Jarvis, those guys, those type of guys. Like, I mean, second tier probably for Jarvis, third tier, or Odell, is Odell still in the top tier? I think Odell's still in the top tier. Okay. Um, you know, I feel I feel like we live in a we live in an age now where you got to be out there to to for people to still think you're relevant. You know what I'm saying? Or be still doing yeah. this. You know, maybe the injuries took away from. A lot of that, but once you start seeing it again, you know that conversation will start back growing up. You know, I, to go back to to what you were saying about Tyreek Hill, what you said was very, very eloquent. So often, when we're t- when Donovan and I are talking, or we're having a third guest on, and again, we've, we 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 haven't reached the tier that you have. You played at the highest possible level, so if you view it totally different, and when you said. You kind of ba- you were saying you know you got to take that into account, right? It's not Tyreek Hill's fault that he's in the best organization. You know, I don't I don't really think about that stuff because I'm look I, you know I'm I'm used to playing Madden. You know what I mean? Like I don't you know <laughs> just that's just not sometimes it's hard to separate. It's not his fault that he's all, he's he plays at that organization, right? He's he's where he's at. Organization is a huge reason for everybody's success, right? I mean that when right. that, that that's the difference, right? Right. That it, it, it's huge. It's huge. It's just like. I try to tell even some of the kids that I work with, you know, some of the kids I work with made me not want to even go to play football, but, you know, they like business. So it's like, hey, man, if your business has a terrible, you know, if your business has a terrible organization as a whole, it might make everybody else look just a little bit worse than they actually are. You know, that's part of yeah. having a bad business. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, even being in being in the league, I was I was around uh, some good – I was around on some good teams and I was on some bad teams. And you can just see the difference between – uh, the organization and just the team structure as a whole, you know, uh, those differences. So yeah, it's, you- it's a it's a it's a per, uh, perspective thing, man. Like I've just been able to see it and live it and be in it every day. So you just see it from a, a little bit different angle, and you just realize like there's nobody in that league that is bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, no, nobody yeah. in that league that is bad. It's just it's all a, it's a lot of factors that play into it. I've heard that from every player, man. I remember the first time. <laughs> No, for real. I, I try to I try to like sponge, like just be a sponge for every time I interview a former NFL player current. I remember when I when I interviewed one of my first interviews was Gary Gilbert, man, who's still hanging around in NFL, man, like on the Cowboys. And he told me like the first thing he noticed was just like the game speed was just especially for him. I mean, going to the Patriots, you know, playing for them, playing for the, the Rams too, and a bunch of, you know, really good coaches. He was like the game speed. Everybody's so good. He was like, I'm at Texas SMU and I can tell. I can point out which guys are, you know, yeah. not good. You can sort of pick on players in college, but he's like, you can't do that. It, it, NFL, it, so. That's so true. It's like that's why in practice, like you can't, you can't come out there and practice sometimes and be like, okay, like this is just a whatever day. It's like, no, every every play has got to be, it's got to be a hundred percent. And then that's that's the cool part though. Like I said earlier, the, the competition. Um, you know, you're going up against the best of the best. Is what better time to you know rank yourself. <laughs> 
That's true. Right. Did, what a sorry, Josh. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I, I was you're I was just gonna ask because I, I need a refresher. What what round were you drafted in uh baseball to high school again? Uh so in baseball I was drafted in the 14th round to Minnesota, so the twins. Did you ever think about going back after football is over and trying to get in <laughs> a ball, double A ball or something? Or you know, just- you know, I honestly I did. Uh, okay. I went back to I went back to my high school for a little bit, and I went back and started hitting in the cages, just starting to toss around a little bit. But then I, uh, then I just started to, uh, you know, t- maybe take my other career a little more seriously after football. So I really just got, uh, you know, into computers and stuff like that. Went off to school for that, so I just stayed doing that. True Georgia Tech kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't go. I didn't go to GT for computers, but somehow they yeah you know, they circle back around. Yeah, you just around them, man. It's just or <laughs> it's just a lifestyle vibe. Hey, Georgia Tech, man. right? I was in that environment, man. Did you? I mean, did you like being pretty close to home, making in uh, Atlanta? If people don't know because I know this is Ohio-based show. It's about an hour, I'll say. <laughs> Probably right. Yeah, I mean, oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. About like an hour, maybe. A, Little traffic. Did you like being that close to home, or did you? What were the other uh, schools that you were looking at, or was Georgia Tech kind of always it for you, or was it? I know there was other hats on the table, you know, signing there. I'm sure. I was always looking to stay, uh, maybe kind of in Georgia. You know, that was home. Um, You know, uh, I had a really good relationship with my mom's. You know, so I always wanted her to be able to come uh, to the games. Family in general, moms, pops, uncles. I wanted them all to be able to come, Uh, but. If it wasn't Tech, I was either going to try to go to LSU and play both, or it's probably going to be Stanford. Damn. Okay, okay. Stanford would have been cool, too. I'm a West Coast kid at heart, so. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really cool. You would have been over there with KJ Costello and the old dudes. Dave, Davis Mills, who's from Georgia, too, though. Uh, I think it was a little bit after you, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have he been coming in when you left, pretty much. But KJ, you would have been playing with, for sure. Um, and all those guys, Kevin Hogan, so. That's that's cool. And LSU, I mean, obviously LSU, LSU. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, right. And I knew, <laughs> yeah. I knew a couple of kids that I played, uh, a couple of kids that I played ball with. Um, you know, especially all those tournaments and and things. Uh, as I was doing in my junior and senior year, I, a lot of them were you know committed to LSU too. A lot of those guys. So, um, yeah. That's why uh, LSU was up there. Those teams are always. Josh doesn't watch college baseball. I'm not gonna lie, man. He don't watch college. Sorry, so, I don't watch all, baseball. But, I don't watch but, baseball. But LSU and Stanford are. Always in the mix for the college uh, World Series, especially. I mean, Stanford's pretty. I mean, Stanford's pretty much. Stanford's like solid at every sport. I feel like they're always in the top twenty-five. Like every sport, women, men's, like it don't really matter what sport. Uh, LSU is. I mean, one of the yeah best baseball. That Trey Turner was that was that around the time you would have been going there. The Trey Turner was at LSU from the Nationals. Trey Turner went to NC State, right? I thought he went to LSU. I think I could I be think, wrong. You would know more than me too. <laughs> I think so. I think at, while I was at Tech, I think Trey went. I think Trey was at NC State. What? If I what, remember. what big time player LSU have us? Is it Alex Bregman? Alex Bregman, right? <sighs> Is it him? Was it from, now, uh, from the Astros? Now, now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, uh, you got to look that up. I thought it was maybe it's Alex Bregman. I could be wrong. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm trying to Google this as you guys go, but there's if you go, fifty. There's fifty million Trey Turners, bro. If you Google Alex Alex Bregman, T- though, I think that's in, who. Uh, I think it was it T R E A. Yes, T R E A. Turner. I've been like Trey Turner. And I'm sure Dion. I'm sure Dion. Because he played right. with like Rodon and everybody. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's right. I think it's Alex. Yeah, Bregman. yeah. He went to he went to NC State. You were right. Okay. 
Bregman, NC State was really like they were nasty. I think, I'm pretty sure they went to Omaha. Are you gonna are you watching? Are you watching this year? You still uh, got? I haven't, I haven't been. I haven't been watching not not, not too much this year. Hey, watch, if you have a chance to watch Vandy, man, it's they're fun. they're fun, man. The Al Leiter's kid playing pitching, and then Rocker, who's from Georgia oh, right. too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know you've heard of him. He's from mm-hmm. Georgia. Just. Let me ask one more question real fast before I get ready to jump. I just want to ask about something about Georgia real fast. Just okay. you're talking about being from home. This is what like people wanted me to ask because I lived in Macon for like seven years. I went to Mercer, so uh, I'm not like from from there, but my grandma's from there. I mean, I got family on L Street, man. I'm I'm making it and then you know what I mean? But if you know where that is. Right. <laughs> but uh Oh yeah, I do. Okay, for sure. <laughs> uh, I just want who who you can include yourself in this. I will say the past decade, I'd say. Best player come out of 478. So not just making, whole 478. Best football player. Because you got Qu- Quintez. Seth is, I was talking to Josh about him last right. night. He's, he's from, you know, another receiver. Yeah. Really good dude, by the way. I interviewed him when he was, you know, he was dirt. He was, he was nasty at Wisconsin. I can't remember yeah, what happened. Man. He had, I think he got, he got suspended or something for he got, I can't remember. No, nah, it was some, some other stuff, but he got, it was, Sexual misconduct, but the sexual misconduct, but he got they all dropped the charges. So um, he's with the Lions now. So yeah, that's right. The Lions. I was trying to think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you got. I mean, I just mentioned Demarcus Robinson. He was dope. Um, I'm trying to think, man. There's there's probably players I'm missing in the past. I just yeah. That's what uh, we need. We need a. We need a. We need a list. I gotta make a list. How about make a a list? It's a good amount. It's a good amount of, and people don't realize, but it's a good amount of players that come out of here. And in in uh yeah the four seven eight might have been too much because that's a big area cut. I could have just said like maybe Macon. Because <laughs> Jake Froms from four seven eight too. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, it's, of guys. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I, uh, I don't know. What's the kid from Georgia right now? Kieris. Uh, you know Peach County. A lot of Peach County kids. Play. Right, yeah. Peace County Peace County's got a solid program. What about best player from Tattano then? Is that you? Gotta be you, right? <laughs> hey man, I he's I'm being humble right now. <laughs> I, I know, know. Tano's had a couple linemen that are D one, but I don't I don't really keep up with like I don't That's know if we've many I don't know if we've had many D one linemen. I know we've always had a solid program, but I don't think many not many Division One linemen. Not many Division. You play with Brett Lacer, right? Did you play with him? Right. Yep. Okay. 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 Brett, okay. I forget where he went. He went out. I think. Did he go to Southern? He went to Georgia Southern. Yeah. To go play. Uh, go play ball. Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah. But no, Tanner was always. So you guys, uh, he, weren't you running the option in high school? Pretty much. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Get away from I just me. thought about that. No. Yeah, because <laughs> Brett. I didn't Brett, know that. Brett ran for like. A bunch of yards, like he was a quarterback, but I always saw him as like one of the top runners every week on the stat line. Like for schools around that area, it was like Brett Lace and Brett like, just running the ball all the time. Right, my like, DeAndre, get DeAndre the ball. <laughs> right, yeah, we, we ran the, <laughs> we ran the triple option. Yeah, I think every year that I played in high school. Wow. Right. Forty Nineers is probably was it crazy being on Forty Nineers not running the triple option. <laughs> 
that was the biggest learning curve for me was trying to learn this playbook, and then now I got eighteen more words attached to every single play. So that was yeah, it's crazy. That was the we, part for me. we have a guy that's been scouting for like thirty years, named uh, Bill Carroll. Man, Josh knows him, and yeah, when you came out in the draft, he was like the first thing he noticed. He didn't know anything about you. But I was like DeAndre Smith, this kid from making, he's good. Watch him. He's like this kid can block. Like this dude's been scouting for it. He was like, I was like, he'd been in triple option for like eight damn years, bro. Right. Of course, you better be able to block. <laughs> he can, he's like, I better know how to block. Yeah, he was like, this is this. Dude. He said you were like, I think he said you're like one of the best blocking wide receivers in that class, if not the best man, like wide receivers. So I remember that because he was talking about you. And he was like, he can block, man. He's got range, like so. It's it's just funny, kind of looking back and remembering like Tadno did run a triple option, and Josh was alluding to you guys at Tech. Paul Johnson running triple option so much, but yeah, I just had to ask a couple funny questions, man, just about kind of back home. I always like to. I think I asked Josh well, and Matt or Baby the same thing about because he's from Atlanta. Oh yeah, about best players he went against and stuff. They played Grayson High School, which is like a powerhouse. I mean, they played a bunch of schools. Oh, right. but I like to ask. Uh, I think he went to Macintosh, I think, or something like that. But one of the oh, bigger yeah. bigger schools up there, but. I always like to ask that question. Man. It's funny. It's fun. <laughs> well, it, what I do, I I am curious. Who who is the out of college and pro? Who is the biggest freak that you either played with or against? I think uh, TJ. We had TJ Ward on the show. He said uh, Demarcus Ware, and he had, he gave us two answers. He gave us Demarcus Ware and Von Miller. He said those guys were just insane. Is there anybody that sticks out in your mind where you saw him and you're like, God damn, that guy's a human being? When I got to the league, and I would just say from a practice and a film wise, I'll say Alden Smith. Really? <laughs> Alden. I believe cold. that. I can believe that too. Yeah, he's dope, man. Well, he was cold. You just what, like you just saw him in the locker room, and you're like, watching, damn, that- watching, watching one on ones on film. Oh yeah. At practice, watching drills, like he was just, he was just different. That's that's crazy. I believe. I do believe it. He that's never that's yeah, I, I do believe that. That's wild. I, I, uh 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 Kittle, George. Okay. Really? Okay. See that George. surprises me because he's not like Kittle is the best I, well top 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 three tight end, him Darren. Yes, but he doesn't yeah. he doesn't look like Alton Smith looks like someone like, oh yeah, that guy's born to play football. George Kittle, other than being oh. tall, he's not like I, I mean, right? He's not like he's not like an imposing. If I saw him at the mall, I wouldn't stare at him awkwardly. Alden Smith, I would. I'd be like, God damn, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Though, you know. Well, I guess Alden from like the 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 stature and like the physical uh, physical. I guess Kittle from just like playmaking in camp. But yeah. if we're talking just straight from like Gladiator, it's got to be Navarro Bowman. Really? I believe that too. I believe that too. He, was, he, was, he looked like a monster at Penn State too. Yeah. yeah nah, for sure. Both. We had uh, we had Vince Workman on the show, and he was with the Colts during the rookie year when they drafted Marshall Falk. And he's like, man, this guy, he's just a, he's just a little guy. He ain't going to worry about – nothing to worry about at all. And he said he saw him on the field the first day, and he's like, God damn, I got to retire. <laughs> he was that same. But yeah, that's I, I was like asking people that. But you let's can, I, I want to ask one more question. I know it's getting late. I know I I know we told you only thirty minutes. We got you at forty five. Just just one more question. With all the the information coming out, you got the XFL coming out, the USFL coming out, the CFL's uh, restarting again. You know, I I believe there's another spring league that's starting out. The indoor football league's exploding. You mentioned it yourself. One of the biggest issues that you had 
was that there was 18 different words and, and phrases attacked on to a play. You know, uh, Donovan talked about Garrett Gilbert dealing with the speed of the game. Are you in favor for a developmental league? Um, I mean, do you think that that's something that should be t- there should be time taken into and, and investments being made in one of these leagues? Like, do you do you like that idea, or are you just are you kind of like, nah, man, it is what it is. If you can't hang, you can't hang. Um, I think it's a fine line. So I think developmental leagues would be great uh, from the uh, you know from the you know from the mental standpoint. You know, helping slow that speed of the game down, so when you get up there, you can make a, a bigger impact. But also, it's kind of weird too because the shelf life on football is a little shorter, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I guess at what point do you sacrifice some of that knowledge to just get out there when your body's like the freshest, or would you rather spend three years in a developmental league to then move up to have like a shorter career? I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a it's a fine line between that, but I think that there needs to be some sort of structure or some sort of development, a mental league or places you know, kind of structure, like maybe not as many layers as baseball. You know, you got your low A, uh-huh. high A, double A, triple A, and then the bigs. Maybe not as many, but there needs to be something because there's a lot of kids that can come out of college and play that might not necessarily be NFL ready right after, you know, that three-year mark is up or or something like that. So I feel like you get a lot of guys that can play lost in the shuffle because of that little maybe awkward period right there. But Interesting. Then that gives you another – I mean, also that – gives you more incentive to maybe work a little bit harder in college and actually utilize those three years so you don't have to, you know, maybe have have a a learning curve or, you know, uh, a physical curve. So, You know, I think you're absolutely right. That's something I don't think about shelf life because I don't play. (laughs) (laughs) But but you're at – it's so – it's refreshing to hear someone talk about how you know, at, at some point you gotta you gotta deal with being in the real world, right? And I feel like it's funny, I, I played at a smaller school and even some of my friends, dude, they were hanging on they were playing like arena football league two, like minor leagues of arena football league for like five years, like mm-hmm. traveling around. It was like, dude, you gotta just put hang it up, bro. It ain't happening. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. but uh you know, I, I it's interesting I feel like I feel like that gets lost, especially when you're talking to younger people about how when you, hey, you're going to college, yeah, you're going to play football, but maybe also try to figure out your life after football. Is that something – is that wisdom that you're trying to impart on, you know, to younger people in, in the community that you that you talk to? Like, hey, dude, ha- have, a, have a plan. Like, you're not just talking football, football, football. Right. And yeah. Uh, I, I would definitely say that, you know, if, if football is your passion, by all means, like, go at it, you, you know, 100% and – you know, let the chips fall where they may. But it's a it's a way you can go about things that, you know, that, that'll kind of prepare you for, you know, even after that's over with. So even having somewhat of a plan, it's like chess. Like, you always got to be able to think, you know, two, three, four moves ahead. So that way when it does happen, you know, you kind of prepare for it. But that's like with anything, you know, and that's what yeah. I'd be trying to uh, – that's what I'd be trying to get over to them. But, you know, the same way – I just say the same way that you treat – the same way that you treat ball – the same way if you can treat anything, if you attack that, and then you'll be fine with whatever you do afterwards. But that's the thing. If you if you go out there and treat ball like half-ass, then that's the same way you'll do anything else afterwards. So all of it ties together. That makes sense. That makes sense. Donovan, did you have anything else? That's it, man. I appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm happy what you're doing for Megan, doing for the city. Uh, Megan has got 
it's a good city, man. I know there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on there, but I mean, end of the day, I like I love making. I, I moved now, live in Chattanooga, but making. I, I just went. I was just back there not too long ago, man. I got to link up with you next time I go back. If you're still you're still there, yeah. If you can, okay. uh, if you can try to make it down to the camp. I'm actually I'm gonna actually try to make it to the camp. I was just gonna tell you that off air, but yeah, I'm gonna try yeah, to make because I'm go, I'm going to some food. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Is it at? Uh, it's by Westside High School, right? Right. Yeah. So Ed DeFore uh, Sports Complex. That's what we have right. this year. By the way, another Kareem Jackson man, four seven eight. It's a lot of talent. Right. Making. I'm telling you, Kareem Jackson right. from the same city as DeAndre too, man. It's a lot of guy. Yeah, he's one of the best. He's been one of the best corners in the NFL for a while. One, yeah, yeah. Maybe not one of the best, best like top, but he's a good player. So. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure he did. He went to Westside, right? I he did. He yeah, yeah he, he went there. He played quarterback. Yep. And uh, now he's playing corner. But, you know, been saving one gun playing that quarterback <laughs> back then. <laughs> but he had a lot, of po- a lot of pocket quarterbacks. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy what you're doing for the city, man. And I'm going to try to make it out there. I'll link up with you and you up and see if I can get out there. Definitely get some grub, watch some good players, you know. No, nah, definitely, yeah. bro. We'll, we'll be out there and uh, yeah, uh, Josh, if, if you can make it down, you know, feel free to. Dude, I wish. To come down to. Uh, Sounds like a good time, it. man. It is. Sounds like a good time. Uh, yeah, I, we we appreciate DeAndre. We appreciate you coming on, man. We appreciate what you're doing for the community. It's always awesome to talk to someone who's as, as refreshing and honest as, as you. You know, we hope to have you on the show again. Do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you? Just one more time, where they can get your links, your your the follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff. Just one more time. All right, yep. So uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram. So that's Drizzy underscore Dre 478. Uh, you know, my Twitter handle is Drizzy uh, Dre underscore 478. Um, right there, you can find all my links to my camp. You can also find a uh, link to my site, uh, Area 478. Uh, meaning behind that is uh, just really felt that, you know, Atlanta has the, you know, the A logo, right? But our city never really had a logo or any kind of image associated with with 478. So that's pretty much, you know, what I did. I just put it, put an image with our city, pretty much, uh, you know, our city's logo to give us an image, kind of a, you know, uh, you know, the mentality, you know, how we do things down here. So, uh, you know, you guys feel free to check those out. Follow those for me, please. Please send that out to every camp because it's important that we get some of this, uh, the kids are making. Like we said, we got a lot of kids back here with talent and then uh, a lot of kids that actually have talent wasted. That uh, you know, if we can just be in their ear from that young age, we can we can really help them get further than some of the places that I was able to see, and that's the whole goal behind it. But now, thank you guys for uh, this platform. Yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna ta- tag I'm gonna tag you in the post too. Whenever Josh when he's done with that, make sure I tag you on Facebook. I know we're friends on there, and then um, just you know, I know you're on IG a lot, so I'll definitely tag you on there and Twitter too. So right, awesome. and, it, it, yeah. and again, that's that's Georgia Tech, great. DeAndre Smelter, we appreciate you coming on again. Donovan, where can they follow you at? What you got going on? Follow me on Twitter at Don James Sports. The name remains the same. I'm just trying to stay healthy, man, out of the ER. Right now. Yeah, you got to you go. Healthy, yeah, yeah. You gotta got to go fund me for those medical bills? <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. I might need one. No, hopefully, you have to uh, start one, bro. Uh, I might have to start one. I don't know. I never thought I had to start one at a young age like this, but I might have to. But, yeah, it's just expensive. We're going to have some uh, umbrella and some water at the uh, camp. So yeah, I'm gonna have my. Shade. I'll have my yeah. jug too. Uh, I'm gonna have this. All, actually, tomorrow I'll be at uh, UTC University of Tennessee Chattanooga's uh, football camp. I'll be there to uh, Friday and Saturday, so I'll be start my camps. You know, my high school football drill. Start that with the kids this weekend. Uh, 
at, at the home. Terrell Owens built, speaking of wide receivers, top five wide receiver of all time. You know, he might show up. I don't know. I got to, he might show up to the That'd camp. It said he showed up two years ago randomly. So just surprise <laughs> everybody. Start running routes versus high school kids. <laughs> he started too. That's the crazy thing. No shit. No yeah, shit. They said they said they said he looked he was they said he would have been best player on the team. I was like, of course, bro. Like yeah. it's UTC, like I don't care how old he is, he's still the best player on the team. But yeah, yeah, but at so. what costs? At what cost? <laughs> he, he's not he's not eating Fazolis, he's not eating wings. Come on. Oh, yeah, is that, true, is that true. the life you want? Is that the true. life you want, Donovan? Yeah, TO's definitely <laughs> well, I don't know. Ocho eats a lot of McDonald's, bro. So Yeah, dude, he does, dude. I told you about when I met <laughs> I told you about when I met him and he brought in like he he was like, I'm gonna be here for three hours. So he brought in like two bags of McDonald's. He every, really every, loves McDonald's. Every time I see him, he is eating McDonald's. And he's always late because he has to stop at McDonald's. Yeah, that's a real thing. He it's posts a, about it's it on real, Twitter. Yeah, you dude, told me that real and then thing. he was on Brandon Marshall's show talking about. <laughs> It's a real. I thought it was just bullshit. It's a real thing. That's he hilarious. McDonald's FIFA, FIFA, and McDonald's. <laughs> but all right, this was the Browns Wire podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley sixteen. Give us a like, listen, follow, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, go ahead, get, get, throw, throw some, throw Donovan when he gets his GoFundMe up for his medical bills, <laughs> and then throw some extra cash. Help out DeAndre with his with his camp for the for the youth, and uh, let us know what you want to see on next week's episode. We appreciate you, and we are out. Thank you.